0: Hello and welcome to Books by Old Dad Guys, episode 29. I'm David. I am Scott. Epi- I was stunned. Episode <laughs> 29. That's a lot of episodes. That's
1: quite a few episodes, Scott.
0: We were just marveling at the fact that we've done this many episodes and we're not quite halfway done. <laughs>
1: not not quite halfway through the book, The Reformed Pastor by Richard Baxter.
0: But I, Yeah, I feel confident one of two things will happen, David. Jesus will come back
1: mm. or we'll finish this book. Either one will be I'm a happy. glorious well, day indeed. Good either way. One will be far more glorious than the other.
0: Yeah. In the last week, you may have forgotten what this book is uh, about and
1: <laughs> where we are. So, David, where are we, man? Yeah. So recently, we've been moving through uh, the manner of this oversight, talking about uh, how do we oversee the flock. The last, the last couple of episodes, we talked about. Uh, preaching and teaching being as simple and plain as possible uh, we mm. talked about the importance of humility mm. we talked about uh, just being zealous being earnest and serious about our work and mm. so just a lot of really you know the last couple of episodes have been a lot of a lot of really practical hands-on kind of advice mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of uh, you know almost kind of popcorny, you know, kind of oh, yeah, here, here right, and there, yeah. you know, kind of kind of just little bits and bobs of man, make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing this. Make yep. sure it looks this way. And yep. so Yep. So yeah. So we're on point
0: sub sub Point nine, nine of, so point, whatever, a point, yeah. whatever of chapter I'm on, two.
1: I'm on page fifty-one in my book. That might that might be the same in your book.
0: It might be. I'm using the Kindle, so I don't have page numbers, mm. right? So because I'm using the the modern version of Richard <laughs> Baxter, so I'll just I'll just start reading. But we're somewhere in chapter two, yep. and I bet you'll be able to catch up. Here we go. The whole of our ministry must be carried on in tender love to our people. We must let them see that nothing pleaseth us but what profiteth them, and that what doeth them good doth us good, and that nothing troubleth us more than their hurt. We must feel toward our people as a father toward his children, yea, the tenderest love of a mother must not surpass ours. We must even travail in birth till Christ be formed in them. They should see that we care for no outward thing, neither wealth nor liberty nor honor nor life in comparison of their salvation, but could even be content with Moses to have our names blotted out of the book of life, that is, to be removed from the number of the living, rather than they should not be found in the Lamb's book of life. Thus should we, as John saith, be ready to lay down our lives for the brethren, and with Paul... Not count our lives dear to us, so we may but finish our course with joy and the ministry which we have received of the Lord Jesus. When the people see that you unfeignedly love them, they will hear anything and bear anything from you. As Augustine saith, Love God and do what you please. We ourselves, We'll take all things well from one that we know doth entirely love us. We will put up with a blow that is given us in love sooner than with a foul word that is spoken to us in malice or in anger. Most men judge of the counsel as they judge of the affection of him that gives it, at least so far as to give it a fair hearing. O therefore... See that you feel a tender love to your people in your breasts and let them perceive it in your speeches and see it in your conduct. Let them see that you spend and are spent for their sakes. And all that you do is for them and not for any private ends of your own. To this end, the works of charity are necessary as far as your estate will reach. For bare words will hardly convince men that you have any great love to them. But if you are not able to give, Show that you are willing to give if you had it, and do that sort of good you can. But see that your love be not carnal, flowing from pride, and one that is a suitor for himself rather than for Christ, and therefore doth love because he is loved, or that he may be loved. Take heed, therefore, that you do not connive at the sins of your people under pretense of love, for that were to cross the nature and end of love. Friendship must be cemented by piety." A wicked man cannot be a true friend. Mm. And if you befriend their wickedness, you show that you are wicked yourselves. Pretend not to love them if you favor their sins and seek not their salvation. By favoring their sins, you will show your enmity to God. And then how can you love your brother? If you be their best friends, help them against their worst enemies. And think not all sharpness inconsistent with love. Parents correct their children. And God himself chastens every son whom he receiveth. Augustine saith, better it is to love even with the accompaniment of severity than to mislead
1: by excess of lenity. Mm. Man. Dude. So Baxter says a lot of things there. Love folks, but 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 the gist is, man, love your people. Yeah. Love your people. He he says that man, people will gladly endure a lot from you and a lot a lot because of you if you love them. Yes. That they will they that they would rather get a blow from someone who loves them, be punched in the face by someone who loves them than to just get a harsh word by someone who doesn't. And that's just the truth. That's man. the truth. That's yeah, I mean true. It,
0: it comes back to it comes back to the time spent, right? You put the time in with people mm. because that is the greatest evidence of the fact that you love them. You know, to to put the work in of going out of your way and you know and and sitting with folks and being with people and you know and and pouring yourself out is what he said. And when you when you do that, they will listen. I I've 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 come to the conclusion, I love that this follows the sections on preaching, because I think I've come to the conclusion that most of the reason that my, my the folks here think that I'm a relatively decent preacher is probably because they know me. And I think that's probably true of most preachers, Mm. that when they know you, and you know them, you can think about the various difficulties and temptations and maladies in your congregation, and you can write a sermon that practically addresses those things based on the word. You're not writing a sermon for a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, Mm -hmm. you don't sit down, I don't sit down and write a sermon and go, boy, I sure hope David's going to listen to this one. Like, I don't do that. (laughs) But I do know that if David's experiencing suffering of any particular type, he's not the only person in that congregation that is. Mm-hmm. but that if the scriptures address that and provide the hope of the gospel i can directly then apply the scripture to that circumstance mm. you know and, and and reach multiple people and them know that it's being done in love they don't feel singled out they feel cared for that's it the difference between feeling singled out in a sermon and cared for in a sermon is what baxter's talking about yeah the, the love the love the intentional yeah. being with people and there's no replacement for time no, you know, there's there no is replacement no substitute for time, spent.
1: for time. There is none at all.
0: Yeah, so I love that. I think, yeah. I, you know, I think that's a super, super helpful section. And then, you know, of course, he talks about confronting people in their sin, right? By yeah. favoring their sins, you will show your enmity to God. And then, how can you love your brother if you be their best friends? Help them against their worst enemies. enemies. Their worst enemies are sin. You know that's the enemy mm-hmm. and and to, to do that, to love with the accompaniment of severity, which I've had to do before, and I think every pastor worth their weight and salt will have to do at some point in their lives. Sometimes you have to lead and love with severity it's It's in that way like parenting, you know mm-hmm. it's you can't you can't lead your children towards godliness by not occasionally leading them with severity.
1: Mm-hmm. They need to know
0: you're serious about stuff, man.
1: Yeah. Discipline and matters.
0: Discipline matters and it and it matters in every relationship, not yeah. just the parent-child relationship, you know? It may look different in a relationship between pastor and and member, but there's still a level of it's my role to get into your life to ask you about godliness to see are you pursuing the Lord are you chasing holiness and if I see you mired in sin it then is my role to say this will kill and destroy you, yeah. you know, repent and believe you know be restored to the to, to the Lord and you know, if I'm not going to do that then who, who is, is. <laughs> that's literally that's literally my calling I almost yeah. said job but it's more than that it is a job but it's it's what God is. Set on our lives for us to do
1: Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I love that in this section, he says a wicked man cannot be a true friend. Mm -hmm. A wicked man cannot be a true friend because a wicked man will not do that. You know, we will not call you to task on your sin will not hold you accountable to what is right and wrong and that's right. that's a necessary part right of being a friend right i mean it's romans 1 right
0: they not they're, when 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 paul's describing the wicked in romans 1 he gets to the end and he says they don't only do these things they give Hearty approval, approval to others who practice them, mm-hmm. and that's what the wicked do. Like the wicked want you to just tolerate sin when we're when we're deceived by sin. That's what I want you to do. I want you to tolerate my sin. I want you to say, you know, I love you, and I'm just going to accept this because I love you. But my mm. friend, that is not love.
1: That is not love.
0: It's not love. It's self love. It's mm. me loving me.
1: <laughs> it's me loving me. my comfort. It's not me loving you. But it ain't
0: me loving you. Mm. Yeah, man, that's good. What do you think? One more? I
1: think we got time for one more? Let's do it, brother.
0: That went faster than I thought it would. Oh, I don't want to do this one. I just read the first <laughs> sentence. Okay. We must carry on our work with patience. Hmm. We must bear with many abuses and injuries from those to whom we seek to do good. When we have studied for them and prayed for them, And exhorted them and beseeched them with all earnestness and condescension and giving them that which we are able and tended to them as if they had been our children. We must look that many of them will requite us with scorn and hatred and contempt and account us their enemies because we tell them the truth. Mm. Now we must endure all this patiently. And we must unweariedly hold on in doing good, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves if God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. We have to deal with distracted men who will fly in the face of their physician, but we must not, therefore, neglect their cure. He is unworthy to be a physician who will be driven away from a frenetic patient by foul words. Yet, alas... When sinners reproach and slander us for our love and are more ready to spit in our faces than thank us for our advice, what heart risings will they ever be? And how will the remnants of old Adam, pride and passion, struggle against the meekness and patience of the new man? And how sadly do many ministers come off
1: under such trials? Mm. Well, it is no coincidence that Baxter follows the last paragraph with this one. Yeah. Because he knows when you really commit to loving folks, this is what you get. Yeah. Don't you have early on, like, don't, you, maybe you don't, maybe you didn't. I did. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure I did. I did. Finish your <laughs> sentence, but I'm yeah, pretty
0: sure. Have this impression of how ministry is going to go. Right, where I'm gonna I'm gonna come into the life of a person who's living in sin, I'm gonna point them to the gospel Mm. and I'm gonna say repent and believe, and then they're gonna say, Oh dear pastor, (laughs) thank (laughs) you for having chastened and reproved my soul. Mm. I now repent in sackcloth and ashes. What must I do
1: to be saved? I and the Philippian jailer say, (laughs) What must I do to be saved?
0: It's totally odd. You know, and it just doesn't go that way.
1: It never goes that way, man. Which is funny because it, it didn't does. go that
0: way when people did it with me.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what made me think it, it would go that what way. What led with me to this conclusion that this was just going to be just rosies and puppies and rainbows yeah, and butterflies. I, I don't know.
0: It's just a youthful idealism. I miss that. I do. I really miss that, David. <laughs> I don't know but, if
1: I miss it, but man, I definitely had it. <laughs> I definitely had it. I'm I don't know if I miss
0: it. it. But, you know, really, like it's it comes back to if they, if they scorned and mocked Jesus— for speaking the truth. They stoned Paul, drug him out of the city. If they crucified Peter upside down for proclaiming, what makes it What do I think they're going to do to me? You know? <laughs> and and sometimes it's the people that you love the dearest. Those are mm. the those are the most painful ones, right? Yes. Are the ones where it's people who are really really close. Mm. And you, you speak the truth and they say, I, I think of Baxter back in chapter one. Like, yeah. I love the picture of him just saying, like, we're preaching the gospel to people who are basically sticking their fingers in their ears and going, <laughs> it does not matter what you say. I will not I listen. I will not listen. Yeah, Like, that's... And that's this, that's you know, true. the number of times, that's why you do it over and over and over again. That's why the church coming alongside is so helpful. That's why Matthew 18 is not restricted to pastors, right? Mm. The, the process of, of speaking to a person in sin is not restricted to just people in the pastoral office. We definitely should be doing that, but we ought not be the only ones doing that because mm. sometimes you need multiple voices in those relationships, but we're so afraid of rejection and we so don't want to be hurt. And I get that. I don't want to be hurt. I don't wake up every morning in pastoral ministry and go, you know what I want today? To be rejected. I'd like to be rejected. I think that'd be great. You know, I think there's there's some kind of special psychosis if that's how you are. Okay? Not, you know, <laughs>
1: if they're, you're seeking that out, you yeah, probably might have something wrong.
0: There are varying degrees of fear of man in that, which is interesting because you're literally getting ready to start talking about mm-hmm. fear of man on Wednesday night. But you know, it's a lot of that. What drives this is that fear of man mm-hmm. of... What will people think of me? What will people think of me? And I mean, honestly, you can't follow Jesus for long until before people don't think well of you. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how it goes. But we've, we're a nice culture, right? Nice, nice is the Sometimes nice is the enemy of good. Mm. And, and, you know, the idea of, of being liked. And so just being nice or keeping the peace or not making waves, however you want to phrase that. Can sometimes destroy our desire or impede us from going into people's lives with the gospel, and that just shouldn't be.
1: No, these things ought not
0: be. They ought not be.
1: Man, that was a good section too. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Any any final thoughts, David? Mm. I I love the illustration. It, he's not a very good physician that hmm. would, that would be. Torn away from someone in need. By some foul words. By some foul words. Yeah. I thought, man. What a uh, great picture. You know, you got this you, you got this car wreck on the side of the road. The doctor pulls over and the guy says, no, no, just keep going.
0: Go away, you jerk. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yeah, you're
1: bleeding to death, but I'm going to go ahead and leave. I guess, I, yeah, I guess I'll be needed elsewhere. So. You're probably going to jail for
0: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and for good reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's interesting Like that we think. It's again important to understand the word like we are spiritual physicians right mm. bringing but we're not we're not the ones that can cure them no we we bring the cure when we bring the gospel and the holy spirit but but that is our work is to go to spiritually sick or spiritually dead people and talk to them about the hope of the gospel and it requires a painful sort of surgery that mm. most of us aren't willing to endure mm. yeah so. Well, there you go. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the next couple of sections now.
1: You and me both, brother.
0: Well, well, friends, thank you for listening today. We we so appreciate the time that we get to spend together reading this book, and we're thankful for it. It's the last several weeks we've noticed, it's noticeable that more and more people are listening. We want you to know we're thankful for you. Thankful for the time that you spend listening to this podcast, and, uh, and I especially want to thank my son, who listens to this every night, and so I thought it'd be kind of neat to put this on here and say, thank you, bud, for listening to my podcast. I hope you have a good night. All right, friends, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.